Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So for this special episode of Sharing Plate to conclude season one, we've decided to bring two very special guests back. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Shelley. Thanks, Lara. Hello, everybody. So I'm Shell from Shelley's Sizzling Odyssey. And Saud. Hi, Lara. I'm Saud from Saud Hot Tomatoes. And today we're going to talk about celebration. Welcome back, Shelley and Saud. So Saud is very much at the beginning of his journey in the UK. And Shelley's been here. For a long time. (laughs) So I thought it would be a nice idea for everyone to bring a dish today to celebrate being together. Um, The first dish that we've started with is something that I've prepared. It's pumpkin soup. It's it's a cold day today and for me this is a real winter warming soup. Mm. Um, I grew this huge pumpkin like it was bigger than my head and I I, I genuinely don't feel like I deserve this pumpkin because I didn't really do much to grow it. But anyway, in front of you is is my winter pumpkin soup so i hope you enjoy i'm loving it thank you Mm. Mm. it's great with the bread as well yeah and i thought just a little bit of pumpkin soup because we've got a feast coming behind what does dish remind you of so soup reminds me of my mom so when i was growing up as a kid and there wasn't much money my mom makes so she's scottish and she makes this amazing lentil kind of broth this pumpkin soup was really thick and stodgy and warming and it just reminds me of when mum would make her lentil soup it was always kind of just comfort there's that cozy we're going into winter Mm. she doesn't make it enough i need to (laughs) to actually remind her she needs to make it some more Mm. so that's soup for me it's my mum i don't know about you but when you look back to these days when you were young and every day you come you'll see the same food. Sometimes you go like, come on, you can't make something else. But now since you moved on and you got older, you can't wait. You, you actually wouldn't mind to have it every day. Although I still don't want to see a frozen chicken Kiev ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pumpkin soup has been demolished. <laughs> it was just, you know, it's an easy recipe, but... Oh, it was perfect. Perfect. Loved it. Absolutely, it's very um, earthy, but very homely, very wintry, it's lovely. Excellent. Mm. Um, Shell, with your chicken, yep. shall I heat it up or shall we have it cold? I think it's just, it's warm enough, I'd Is literally it, yeah? come yeah. out, yeah. Amazing. So just go over this one after our fingers, Shell. Yeah, 100%. It looks amazing, it smells 
My kind of food. Yep. So we have now got a plate of delicious chicken in front of us. Um, Shelley, can you explain your of dish? Of course, of course. It's tandoori chicken. Looks a bit dry at the moment, um, but if my mum was cooking it, it would come straight out of the oven and it'd go straight on, on the side and you'd have it. Um, it's a celebrated three dish because we'd have it with pulao, which is like pulao rice, and uh, lamb curry, but you also have ch tandoori chicken as well with salad as well. I love tandoori yeah. chicken. And I didn't realise how much I love tandoori chicken until I went to India. Because I'd only ever really had the tandoori chicken that you get in the takeaways here. I'd never made it from scratch myself. And oh my goodness, when you make it from scratch, it's just delicious. Mm. Um, tell me what's gone into making this dish. It's really easy. <laughs> so you just buy a packet of tandoori spices already made. Um, but I like to put a little bit of chilli in there. So then you kind of have, I squeeze a half a lemon into the bowl with yoghurt and the tandoori spices. I paste it. And then I put the chicken in, really kind of work that around. And I put it in the fridge to marinate overnight. And then once I'm ready, chuck it in, in foil into the oven, cover it, bake it, and then take the foil off just to kind of reduce all the, the uh, liquid. And that is it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> I can't wait to get stuck in. That's, that's the kind of uh, recipe I need. <laughs> it's easy. It's so yes, easy. Well, there you go. Delicious. 100%. Goodness. That's so tasty. I like chili food. Mm. Like, I like chili food. Mm. I like the fact that you put some chili with it. Mm -hmm. So what does this dish say to you, Shell? I just just think, you know, it just says um, togetherness. It's an autumn evening and it's cold and dark out there already, but the four of us are warm uh, with the connections that we're making and the food that's in front of us and sharing plates. We're living the sharing plates we moment. We are sharing plates. You know, food is integral in our fa family and it's what brings us together and it's what keeps us together, you know? And we're living that right here. I love it. <laughs> and Saud, what do you create as togetherness now in this country? Being here for three years, I always try to look to the positive side. Yes, I was in a difficult situation, but if I wasn't in that situation, I wouldn't have met the cooking club, Khalil, uh, Bawaz, the guys. I would have never met these kind of people, wonderful individuals. Like today with you, sir. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy talking to you, the way you see things, the way, like the most thing I admire about you is the discipline you have, I'll be honest with you. Because mm -hmm. I never had that discipline, not in our culture. The way you talk, the way, you, it's different. Like you can see the different culture in everywhere. And that's why I'm thankful, thankfully. Mm. New family, everywhere. It's not about your biological family, blood family. It's about this as a family. Um, I just honestly 100% believe in that. And I, like, I, I refer to people as in my extended family, but they're part of our tribe. In my tribe, we have every different colour and creed and so that... We have a different lens on things. So the food that we eat is very different and it's diverse, it's colourful. And I just 100% so in awe of you and your attitude around family that gives me hope, you know, because actually not everybody has that attitude. They don't because they feel actually secure and safe 
if they're around people that look like them and talk like them. And, and actually what we do then is we miss out on the different colours and the different experiences, do you know? So you, you're 100% right. Every experience, either you like it or not. For example, um, a month ago, I think, or a month and a half, somewhere, somehow, the cooking club have convinced me to go to a place called Keswick. 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 In the Lake District. Oh, nice. I don't know how they convinced nice. me. I don't know what I was thinking about to agree to go there. And they told me, to be honest, they told me, we're going there to climb a mountain. It's going to be great, bro. Not my thing, no. That's the thing, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I know my limit. Mm. I know what I can and I can do. Hiking a, a mountain, no. And I know that, but because they're my family. Right. And they ask. Right. So you're open and receptive and you're like, okay. I'll go. I love that. I was struggling. Mm. <laughs> there is actually a video of one of my, our friends carrying me on his back. That's how struggling I was. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I know that will happen, but mm. in my mind, I was like, they ask you, you can't say no. no, no you no. have to take the bullet. Mm -mm, Done. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We're going. But also, you were struggling, so Eduardo put you on his back. That's the fact that is our family, right? Wow. It's quite funny. Khalil, who was in the Syrian army, was first up. He, I mean, he was pretty much running up that mountain. More salad? Oh, yes, please. Okay. So, Sound, we've got a celebration dish that's come from you. Um, do you want to tell us why we have a celebration dish? Uh, yeah, thankfully I've been granted refugee uh, status. Finally, I can live my life. I can take that step forward. Like, your life been on pause for two and a half years. Two and a half years. I studied, but you haven't contributed anything towards the people you care about lives. I couldn't help families, I couldn't help, like if, thankfully, there wasn't any trouble, but when you think about it, what if something happened to the family? What if something happened to someone you care about? You literally has nothing to do. You can just sit there and watch them. That's it. Thankfully, it's gone. I can work, I can, support, I can bring this, I can do that. There is something in your hand you can do to change something coming. Before, you, can, you can't work, you can't travel, you can't support no one. Even if you want to support yourself, you can't support yourself. You just sit and wait. How long? Just wait. It's like lottery, you know? Mm. That's it. But now, finally it happened. Shelley, you've been on your journey as a refugee in this country for a lot longer than Saud has. Um, is there any advice that you'd give him? I think the only advice I'd give you is what you're already doing, which is have an open eye, be receptive, really lean into diversity. We're very lucky that we've got a melting pot in London Lean into that, you know, be, and be open for all the colours and the vibrancy that it brings without losing your core self. I think it's very, very important to make that statement. I think it's important to compromise, but to what extent, right? You've got your core identity, don't give it up for anybody, bro. That's all I would say, honestly. And then touch other people, 
You know, you've got a lot of lived experience. You've got a lot to give. Make sure that you bring people with you and um, establish what your meaning is in all of this. Was the system the same way when you came? I don't know the ins and outs, to be honest. Uh, the detail, right? All I knew is that when my mum then uh, filed for divorce uh, from my dad, because uh, social care took my mum away from my dad and took us away from my dad and put us in a refuge because my mum's life was in danger because of domestic violence. There was a couple of years where we didn't know what was happening and we had to go to our MP, we had to go to school, everywhere to get people to really push for us to get status to remain. But those two, three years were really uncertain for us because if we were not given permission to stay, we would have had to go back to Bangladesh and my dad was waiting for us. He'd made it very clear that he's going to be there for us to take us and then really cause harm. So as a child, as a teenager, um, reading the letter from the Home Office to say that we've been uh, given permission to remain and we'll be getting a British passport, it was just unbelievable, it really was, you know. So I'll never take that for granted, to be honest. Um, those two, three years of living with such uncertainty and this fear of if it didn't go our way, what it would mean to us was really hard. And I guess um, that's why I don't sit well with rejection. I don't sit well with unknown and uncertainty. I don't sit well with not having the control of things. So I need to kind of shape things and hold things, you know. You need a secure base as a child. Yeah. Then have that secure base as a child in any shape or form. So it's, yeah. Obviously, you've got a house full of children now and, and do you ever think, wow, you guys have got it easy compared to how I had it? In, oh, all when the I, time, you know. Laura, all the time. And I kind of read mine as well. <laughs> you know, because like, you know, when you've got children to dictating what they're going to eat or what they're not going to eat, and you've got children that's talking about playing food with food on their plate, right? And then chucking it in the bin, that hurts me, man, seriously. And I kind of say to him, you know, we, you're very lucky that you've got, we're in a privileged position where you can actually throw food away, but that's not something we do. Like my mum, seriously, if there was a grain of rice that fell on the floor, she'd pick it up, yeah. you know, because she knew the worth of a grain of rice. Whereas now, because we're such privileged, we don't. Is it my dish now? Wow, Saud, you have outdone yourself. What is it? Uh, the kapsa is like a very famous quick thing to eat in Saudi. That's why you see like, it's rice, chicken. It's very quick. We'll eat it literally every two days, three days. Either with your boys, either in the house, either when you go out and you want something quick to eat, like, oh, let's get kamsa. That's it, chicken rice, some potato with it. Mm. I'm ready, honestly. <laughs> that looks amazing. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully you're going to enjoy it. It smells incredible. So in front of me, it's a huge dish, loads of rice, potatoes, and amazing chicken, which has all been cooked on the bone, but looks like it's falling apart now. Um, but the colour, it's the colours, isn't it, Shell, of like all of the spices that you can see and you can smell the waft. All of this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the book. 
you were the, actually my first, like, you have to cook. Mm. The cookbook for the man with one saucepan. <laughs> right, Shell, I'm giving you first. Tell me when on the rice. I'm hungry, OK? I'm, it's coming, don't you worry. <laughs> It's the first time. No, no, I, I... Well, actually, um, some of my friends who actually came and visit me from Saudi Arabia, we were born together, they're Saudis, mm. and they came to visit me here. One of them was like, let's cook. And I was like, you know, I don't cook. Mm. I so, so when you ate that for the first time, and what memories did it bring out in you, oh, the taste? Just, you're going to play football, you're coming back, or... We, in Saudi, the culture was different. Like, the boys would... I don't know if I can... But the boys would be the boys. Like, it's always the same thing we're going to do. Like, we're going to meet the guys. We're going to go play football. Mm. We will always do the same thing. We, we, we wouldn't change it. It's, it's, the chili is hot. Just watch out. Yes, how do you know that my tolerance <laughs> to chili? I hope you like it, guys. Thanks, Paul. So we've been through my pumpkin soup, which started us off. Shelley's delicious tandoori chicken, of which I'm going to be going back for more in a minute. And um, Saud's lovely kapsa. I've got to say, this last dish that I've put in front of us is a bit of a cheat, really, because none of us around this table made it. But this has all been made by his mum in Saudi, in Jeddah. And Laura, our producer, who's also sat around this table this evening, um, was working in Saudi a few weeks ago and she went to visit Saud's family, which we all do when we're in Saudi. Um, and Laura was handed a bag to bring back for Saud with some clothes and a ring. And, and then she was also handed a bag to bring for me, which is all of this delicious food you see in front of us. So Saud, do you want to talk us through what's on the table? I don't know why you're asking me, because I didn't brought you this. <laughs> I was surprised to see it there. They didn't send me nothing. <laughs> they did, I just found out that they send you this. I'm going to have a conversation with them later. So it's delicious biscuits that mum's baked. And then the mamul. Do you want to explain what the mamul is? Well, the mamul is basically uh, dates with... Uh, what do you call it? Pastry. This? Pastry. So it's kind of um, chopped up dates... Wrapped in pastry, and Saud's mom makes all of these. I just love it. It's just a taste from the past. It's basically Saud's mom packaging up a lot of love and sending it back. But no, I... not for me, for you. <laughs> <laughs> it looks extremely seasonal. Like um, what do you call these? Mamul. Mamul. To me, they look like mince pies. Little mince pies. They do they look like mince bit, pies. Yeah. They kind of taste a bit it's like them as well. Extremely seasonal. I love it. So basically, after a long day out at work, you just come back home. You eat. You chill. Like what I used to do. Like I chill with my mom. We talk a little bit. We'll have the mamul. She'll bring the mamul. Uh, usually you had the chai, the mamu, the biscuit, mm -hmm. and you just watch the TV, smoke some, some shisha, have a, a conversation of the whole day, what happened, mm -hmm. what's going on. So we've talked our way through four dishes now, with the help of Saud's mom in Saudi sending some. Um, and we've talked about celebration, what celebration kind of means. It'd be good to talk to each of you about what your celebrations are. I think it's a great question. 
And I just want to say, honestly, I've loved the actual plates that you've put the food on, right? They've really, like, framed it so well. So the plates all have a story in my house right. because everywhere I travel, I bring plates home. Okay. So, so this is, yeah, this is from Mexico. The big uh, watermelon dish that the cabs are sat on was from um, Greece. The bowls that we were eating from were also from Mexico. Um, the salad bowl was from Istanbul. So and um, I've got a lot of other dishes from, Tun- from Tunisia there as well. So when I travel, the memories come back with the plates. The, and then the food has the memories as well. So thank you for no noticing worries. that. <laughs> I had to. It just blew me away. I think for me, like celebration, we've got one coming up. It's my foster son's 13th birthday. It's a big milestone birthday. Um, We're treating it as a rite of passage. And so we've got some men coming into his life, some men he already knows that he's known for the last year, that he admires and respects. So they're coming into house and they're going to be sharing some of the wisdom with him. And then we're going to eat. We're going to have um, curry goat because he's half Jamaican, half Greek Cypriot. We'll cook um, some fish and some ackee and saltfish and some jerk lentils and with some plantain. So that's the big thing that's happening in the celebration for him. Then, you know, funny enough, I've got my 55th birthday coming up in December, end of December. Um, and again, it's going to be food used there to celebrate. We're not too sure what we're doing with it just yet, but I know there's going to be food, definitely food of my choice. And it's not food that I'm going to cook. Excellent. Yeah. Even better. Shell's yeah. gonna get a night off. Just gonna say if tandoori will make you look, will make me look like you on fifty fifth. But every day, trust me, you can count on me tandoori chicken every day. That and half marathons and marathons. What? So you gotta run marathons and half marathons. Oh no. Shelly's really <laughs> fit too. You know that mountain you were complaining about climbing? No, yeah. No, no, no. Kilimanjaro. I've climbed Kilimanjaro. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, that would not work for me. <laughs> it's a five-day one. <laughs> How about you, Saud? Celebration. What is? What do you? What are the celebrations look like in your life? Uh, I got my papers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll celebrate soon. Seeing my family. And what does that celebration look like with your family? Is there food involved? Oh, definitely. I'm gonna make make my mum cook. Like for example, when my brother go there to see them, the first day he come. He has like to bring some some meal from outside, dinner from outside. When I got that, nah, <laughs> you're cooking. No, get no, mom, you're cooking. Mom's in the kitchen. Yeah, she has to. It's a different flavor, right? Exactly. I love my mom, but I miss her cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, the taste is different. It's the same. My sister can do the same thing, like step by step. Mm-hmm. But it just tastes different. My mum would have been gone 15 years uh, in March next year. And honestly, bro, make the most of mum and her cooking. It's a different, different cooking altogether. You could cook exactly the same as her, but it's a different thing when it's your mum cooked it and serves it. It's different, bro. What does celebration with your mum look like, Shell? So celebration with my mum would actually, like, mum went crazy, you know? Like, she would have different dishes. She'd be, like, really... Cooking with love. There's love in her recipe. There's love in her in her creation, um, and it's just that's just it. The intention was behind that was that she was going to come, was going to eat, and other children would come and eat. And it's just like I got to do this, you know. I got to show up. She showed up, and I loved it honestly. <laughs> showed up on the table. Yeah, man. A table full of food. Yeah. But you never left hungry. <laughs> no, I never did. <laughs> Even my daughter now, who's in Australia. 
talks about her, her grandma's cooking, oh, do you know? That's deep, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's something really yeah, connected yeah. there. Yeah, because that's what we used to do every Wednesday night. We used to go and see my mum. Like, there's a language barrier. My mum spoke broken English, right? Whereas my daughter spoke English. There was no Bengali in there, right? But all she knows is that her grandma loved her because the great way her grandma would kind of present food to her and so forth. And, you know, and we did that religiously. Every Wednesday night, we'd, we'd uh, take her to gymnastics and then we'd come home to my mum, eat, sit. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Do you think these meals taste different depending on where you're eating them? I, I think so. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. It doesn't mean it, like the cups that taste less tasteful, mm. but if my mum made it, it's definitely better. And hopefully, Saud, you'll get home to see your family at some point in the not-too-distant future. Hopefully. Soon. Stay positive. Sharing Plate is a What's Where Media production and is presented by Lara Bishop. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed listening to Sharing Plates, please help us out. Like it, follow us, share it and tell a friend.